This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Tech Guide, episode 478. Hello and welcome to the show. Thanks for listening once again. This is Stephen Fennec here. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, an eye-opening cyber attack report from Norton and gamers are the target. Asus has revealed a range of laptops designed with the creator in mind and a peek inside the first Amazon Robotic Fulfillment Centre of the Southern Hemisphere. In the Tech Guide reviews, we fire up the Traeger Ironwood 885 Smoker Grill. It does have Wi-Fi. We take a listen to the new Bose QC45 headphones and also fire up the party with the Blue Ant X4 Bluetooth speaker. And we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear. They're the company that keeps you connected and Norton, the company that always keeps you protected. Well, it's never safe being online, is it? No matter what you're doing, whether you're just browsing, whether you're looking at email, whether you're streaming, whether you're playing games. And that is a concern for all of us. And I think the more time you spend online, naturally, the more chances that you have of being attacked, of losing your identity, of having been defrauded and... It's a real cat and mouse game that we're all playing. And thankfully, though, Norton, who's our great sponsors, they've, they've, they've always been ahead of the game there. And I've actually been to their, their head office here in Sydney. And their main office, it's like stepping into mission control at NASA. You know, those where everyone's got those all TVs in front of everybody and there's all rows of desks. That's what their HQ's like because they're looking at threats and where they're originating from and that they're, they're staying ahead of the game. And as cyber criminals get more savvy, and so too do, do, do we need to get more savvy as well. And thankfully, we've got some protection through products like the Norton, the Norton Protection. So Norton has released this special report, and it reveals some pretty startling things. Apparently, and with gamers we're talking about now, gamers, we, we, a lot of people spend a lot of time online gaming. There's plenty of people in Australia who do this. And... The worrying thing is, though, that more than 40% of gamers have experienced some sort of cyber attack. So it, it, that, that in itself is concerning. But you know what? The good news is it hasn't discouraged them at all. They still love playing online games. And, and so it shouldn't discourage them. You shouldn't let the danger keep you from doing something you enjoy, as long as you protect yourself. So... I've got no sympathy for someone who doesn't bother having security, internet security, and who just just doesn't really take any kind of care. Now, of course, we 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 want everyone to be safe, but part of that safety is is having some kind of protection. So the the, the stats I'm about to talk to you about are really eye opening stats. And gamers naturally spend probably more time online than regular people. We, we, they, they do their regular things online, like browsing and email and all that. But then on top of that, they're getting online and playing games and interacting with people. And it's another, it's another area of protection that's required. Funny thing, though, really funny thing. 
they're not discouraged by this, as I said, but gamers are so passionate about gaming that they'd rather spend time gaming than doing a number of other things, including attending social events. Like 70% say they, they would prefer to play a game than go to a sporting event or a concert. 59% said they'd rather attend, they'd rather be gaming than attend a friend or family's birthday party. And here's the one that got me. 70% would prefer to be gaming than going out on a date. Each to their own, I say. But must be some tremendous games they're playing to keep them engaged. And and that's the thing. That's what cyber criminals look for. They look for that engagement where you are online, you're online often. But the, the problem with a lot of this, and this report has really shown some, some uh, important information, they also, they sort of take some risks when they're online. This report has found that uh, while online games continue to be enjoyed by, by a lot of Australians, they're still getting into this risky behaviour when it comes to their cyber safety. Now, two in, nine, two in three, that's 69% of gamers, said they'd never fall for a gaming scam. But a lot of them take risky actions, and these include using the same username or password for more than one gaming account or device sharing personal information like their name or birthday while playing a game online or using public Wi-Fi to play online games because public Wi-Fi can, someone can snoop your public Wi-Fi and see, see all your information. Now, surprisingly, nearly half, that's 49%, say they haven't given much thought to any of the security of their gaming devices. So when you think of a computer and security, that, that's kind of a reflex action. But not everyone's thinking about security for a gaming device, whether it, it could be a console. I know it's, a lot of people have gaming PCs, so you'd assume that they would have, have that protected as well. So on top of that, gamers also said that they would compromise the security of for, of for themselves to gain a competitive advantage. This includes exploiting a loophole or a bug in a game, 43% that do that, paying an in-game one-off or monthly fee, uh, and people who use public Wi-Fi to play games. It's 33% admit to playing on public Wi-Fi. So all their information's out there. So while most Aussies trust gaming companies to manage and protect their personal information, there's still, though, a high level of people, we're talking 80%, who feel like gaming companies could do a lot more to keep their platform secure, as, as well as their products. So the survey showed, as I said at the top, two in five of, of those Australian gamers surveyed, and this was a survey done by more than, of more than 5,000 people, two in five, that's 42%, have experienced some form of attack to their gaming account. And get this, 13% have had an account stolen. That's a worrying thing. More than one in five gamers, that's 23%, have also been tricked into compromising their personal security to either install malware on a gaming device or sharing their account information. 
Now, here at Tech Guide, Norton, as I said, has been a long-time sponsor of the show. And for the last few months, we've actually been offering a serious discount for the Norton 360 for gamers. Later on, you're going to hear the, the ad for that for this very product, and it's going to give you the same information I'm going to share with you now, is that Norton 360 for gamers, for listeners to the Tech Guide show, is available at a serious discount. I'm talking less than half price. So what what we what were they're offering here if you visit the au.norton.com slash tech guide, that's the address, you can enjoy less pay less than half. It's normally $150 a year for Norton 360 for gamers. And just because it says Norton 360 for gamers, some people may be confused. It is the full Norton 360 product. So internet security, uh, VPN, the whole bit, dark web monitoring, password manager, 500 gig of PC cloud backup, all of that, a smart firewall for a PC and for your Mac, real-time threat protection. So normally it's priced at $149.99. If you go to au.norton.com forward slash tech guide, and the link is on, on my tech guide story, then you'll get it for $69 a year. So that that's less than half price, and that's the full product that you're going to get even though it says Norton 360 for gamers, it's optimized, of course, because it's patented technology, so it gives you your full gaming performance while still providing full protection. We're here to help everybody. And look, if you're a gamer, you need security just as much, if not more, than anyone else. If you want to see these stats in our story, go to techguide.com.au, and also you'll find at the very bottom, click on that link, and you'll enjoy the Tech Guide discount for Norton 360 for gamers. So check that out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Zeus had a launch event last week, a virtual one. It was pretty slick, actually. They were had a lot of speakers and they had a lot of uh, all these product announcements and video. It was really, really well done. They revealed their new lineup of laptops and the, the, the focus here is creators. That was kind of the theme of this event and who these products are catering for. So we saw the launch of the ProArt Studio Book, the latest versions of the ZenBook Pro Duo, and the VivoBook Pro. And again, all designed with creators in mind. Not only that, Azus also launched the Creator Exchange. This is a new online digital platform. It's kind of this community they've created. Uh, so it, it provides open source sharing to between creators so that you can encourage each other, share your creations, really sort of facilitate the exchange of ideas and, and, and creativity and how you did what you did through this through this new platform. So really good forum for digital technology creators. So uh, something that we can all enjoy, the Creator Exchange. It's exclusively a platform created by Azus. Now, these three new ranges of laptops uh, look, when you think about it, we're all creators at heart, right? We all create something, whether it's a social media post or a TikTok video or an Instagram post or a document or whatever we're doing. It's a creation of some kind. So we're coming up with something. So with that in mind, there's the sort of the three levels of, of your creator. So there's your amateur, there's your prosumer or hobbyist, 
and then there's your professional. So we all fit into one of those buckets. And what Azus has done, each of these different products can suit each of those types of creators. Let's start with the ProArt Studio Book. There's two models in the lineup. There's the Studio Book Pro 16 uh, OLED. There's the there's a Studio Book 16. By the way, all the, the laptops we're talking about here have a, 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 at least one OLED screen. One, the Duo Book has two screens. I'll explain that in a minute. But OLED is is the main screen of of these computers. And they're designed, of course, to meet the professional needs of creators. And when you talk creativity, we're not just talking about people who work with video and audio. You think about industrial professionals as well. They work with engineering analysis in the sciences. They need, they need these high-powered devices as well. Now, the Pro model of the StudioBook is powered by the third-generation Intel Xeon workstation processor. So that can really smash through complex and multi-threaded photorealistic renderings. You're talking visualizations. And in the case of an engineer, it would be like a simulation or an analysis application. That's something that's really important. The other feature, uh, apart from the OLED, I'll talk about the OLED because it is uh, really high quality, 16-inch 4K OLED HDR, 16 by 10 display, 550 nits of brightness. So really nice big screen there, a lot of screen real estate. The display runs at 60 hertz, which is great for 2D, 3D, color critical visual applications. It's got the 100% DCI P3 color gamut, uh, Kalman verified certifications, Pantone validated, so really accurate colors. But also on board is this new feature called the ASUS Dial. So this is a new physical rotary control that allows you to interact with your applications in a whole new way, this tactile way. And what it does, it works actually with all the Adobe Creative apps already. So the Photoshop, Premiere Pro, uh, Photoshop Lightroom Classic, After Effects. This little Azus dial lets you get really granular with your control. So it does give you that, that physical, the tactile uh, control there to get even more precise on whatever you're creating. Yeah, the new uh, the, on the on the memory side, the the pro the pro art studio books have up to sixty four gig of RAM, uh, and they're all SSD, ultra fast PCLE SSDs as well. Thunderbolt four connections, uh, USB three point two, HDMI two point one, SD Express seven point card reader. So all the bells and whistles here. Moving on to the Asus ZenBook Pro Duo. Now, we've seen these before, but here are the very latest models, the Pro Duo 15 OLED. So it's a 15.6-inch laptop that also includes the new tilting Asus screen pad. So it's effectively two screens. The main screen's OLED. The second screen, full-width 14-inch secondary touchscreen, and that works hand-in-hand with the main screen. Or... You, the main screen can be, say, you're running Photoshop and the bottom could be all your palettes and all your controls and everything. So they do work hand-in-hand hand or can work separately. You do have that flexibility. Uh, running up to the Intel Core i9 8-core processor and up to the NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3070 discrete graphics to really smash through your work uh, and does have the Screen Expert 2 software so that the, the secondary screen can be customised 
uh, give you virtual controls, all of those things, and also work to, uh, easy to adjust the to the parameters of your popular Adobe apps as well. So uh, really, really cool news there. Really nice looking laptop too. I really fancy that one. It's got even a trackpad on the side rather than below the keyboard because the screen takes up all that space. The secondary screen takes up all that space above the keyboard. Check out the pictures on TechGuide. It looks amazing. The Asus VivoBook Pro. This is kind of more your entry level. Still with an OLED screen though. From $1,499 is the Vivo Pro 15 OLED. 15.6 OLED display. The 16X OLED VivoBook has a 16-inch screen and also a powerhouse for creativity. So has all the speed, accuracy to make your to turn your creativity into reality. Really unleash your creative spirit. That's kind of the that's the feeling they want to give you here. That all these great features and bright colors and beautiful screens and all the performance. There's just no limit uh, but your imagination with these with these different products. Now, price-wise, let's let's talk uh, prices here. The ProArt Studio books they start at four thousand three hundred and ninety-nine bucks. So that's a serious pro-level creativity. The sixteen, the ProArt Studio Book Pro sixteen OLED that starts at nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars. But that that's got that much power it can fly. That that's the at the very very top of the tree. If you're pro pro level ultra creative, that that's probably what you're going to be looking for. If you go down to the ZenBook Pro Duo, they also start from four thousand four hundred ninety dollars. That's for the fifteen inch OLED, a Duo. So the ZenBook Pro Duo fifteen OLED from four thousand four hundred ninety nine, and the Vivo Book Pros, as I said, start from fourteen hundred and ninety nine bucks. But all up, I think Zeus has really done themselves proud here. They've got a lot of really nice laptops here, a range to be proud of. They've got all the all the features where you need them, really distinguished in their the different levels of like it, it. It'd be no point if you're just a, a say an amateur creator. The Studio Book, look, you can buy it, but it'd be like sort of breaking an egg with a sledgehammer. You, that, all that power and all those features, you're probably not going to use all of them. But if you're a creative professional or a scientist or someone who needs all that power then by all means that's going to be perfect but even the vivo book at the very at the very entry level that is also a very capable laptop as well so all there great perfect one there's one there for you one there no matter what level of creative that you happen to be the azus range is really impressive and if you want to check it out you can do that at techguide.com.au Right, let's talk robots, and in particular, the robots in the Amazon Robotic Fulfillment Center in Western Sydney. In Western Sydney, we're talking Kemp's Creek in way Western Sydney. And this is a massive facility that was only begun in June 2020. So we're now, what, 17, 18 months later, and this is nearly complete. So the, the structure's finished. I think the fit-out's still going on. But by early 2022, this centre will be up and running. And this is the first robotic facility by Amazon in the Southern Hemisphere. Also happens to be, by the way, the largest warehouse ever built in Australia. And we're talking 200,000 square metres across four levels. That's the equivalent of Taronga Zoo, twice the the land size of Bondi Beach and it's the equivalent of 24 football fields. 
So she's big. It's a big centre. It's out at Western Sydney. Can handle, they say they'll be able to store 20 million items. And how it's done, it, the robotics is what helps it. So I've actually spoken on the show late last year about the fulfilment centre that I had a chance to look inside in Moorbank in Western Sydney. That's not a robotic fulfilment centre. That's your regular fulfilment centre where there's just there's miles of shelves with products stowed and there's people walking and retrieving the products that people have ordered, bringing them back and boxing them, sending them off. That's your typical workflow of Amazon. Press buy, orders process, they go, someone physically goes to the shelf and takes it off the shelf, puts it in a basket, brings it to the processing, puts it all together with your other products you might have ordered, puts it in a box, that goes on a conveyor belt, it's scanned, the address label is put on, and off it goes in a truck out to you. With the robotic center, it works a little bit different, actually a lot different. So the shelves which store all the products are actually delivered to the human employee. So rather than the human walking to the shelf to retrieve the order, the shelf comes to the employee with that order. So that's that's what, what moves them around. So they're not stationary. So the shelves, because they're driven by robots and retrieved by robots, can be absolutely right next to each other. There's no humans need to walk between them because they come to the humans. And as a result of that tightly packed arrangement, they can fit 50% more stock than a regular fulfillment center. So that's why the this new fulfillment center, the robotic fulfillment center, can have up to 20 million items. We're talking the most popular sized items like books and and CDs and and Blu-ray players, Blu-rays and and these little items that are easily stored. You can still order your big items; they'll probably come from a different fulfillment center. But the most popular items on Amazon, I think 95% of them are small enough to fit in a little box. So it's not that they're selling bikes, and they are, but ladders and things like that. They come from other fulfillment centers. This one in particular is going to focus on those items small enough to be stowed on a shelf that can fit in the box and be delivered to your door. Now, this center where it's built is in Kemp's Creek, which is it's it's within 12 hours drive of more than half the Australian population. So that's really targets a lot a lot of the a lot of customers. Now, the building itself has 3,000 tonnes more steel than was used to build the Sydney Olympic Stadium. There's more than 200,000 nuts and bolts that were used for installation of the structural steel frame. Now, the robots themselves get about, they know where they're going, thanks to this arrangement of QR codes on the floor. I'm sure we're all used to scanning QR codes. Robots don't get out of that either. So they can move about and know where to go based on these QR codes. And my understanding is that when this was facility was built, because robots, and they need to be quite precise, the floor had to be perfectly flat. They said that it can't be more than a millimetre deviation in the level, in, in the, the floor's level. 
Otherwise, the robots may not be able to read the QR codes. It, it might not work as efficiently as as possible. So that was quite a challenge as well, I guess, for for the uh, the more than four thousand workers who were involved in the construction and the fit out of the building. Now, eventually, when it's uh, when it's open in early twenty twenty two, they're gonna it's going to create more than one thousand five hundred jobs. So don't think all the robots are going to do everything. They're going to make things easier, but there's still going to be a lot of humans employed at this uh, at the fulfillment center. First of its kind in the, from Amazon in the Southern Hemisphere and the biggest in Australia. If you want to check that out for yourself, it is pretty interesting. Some good images there if you want to understand how it works and all those stats. Please go to techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Now, if you're an online gamer, you want the best performance while still helping to maintain your computer's security. And that's exactly what Norton 360 for Gamers offers. The patented game optimizer technology can help maximize gaming performance while still helping to maintain the level of security you've come to expect from Norton LifeLock. Game Optimizer can free your PC from power-hungry programs running in the background that eat up your system's resources, helping you get more performance out of your rig. Whether you're a hardcore gamer or just a casual player, Norton 360 for Gamers helps provide multiple layers of protection for your devices, game accounts, and digital assets. Norton 360 for Gamers also includes features that help protect against cyber threats, including malware and webcam takeovers. If you want to help ensure all the available computing power of your system is allocated to the game for maximum performance, while still helping to maintain maximum protection, then put Norton 360 for Gamers on your team. Listeners of the Tech Guide podcast will receive a 50% discount to a year's subscription of Norton 360 for Gamers by using the promo code TECHGUIDE when they visit au.norton.com forward slash techguide. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. Kicking off the reviews this week is the Traeger Ironwood 885 Smoker and Grill. And people are saying, how the hell is that tech? Well, in fact, it is. It has Wi-Fi built in and it has a companion app. That's enough tech for me to take a look at it, and I certainly did. I, uh, I've always been a big fan of barbecue, love my, love my ribs, love my brisket, but I never ever in a million years thought I could make this, produce that kind of thing on my own. But guess what? I did. With the Traeger Ironwood 885, I, I'm also a big fan of that show Barbecue Pitmasters, for anyone who's got uh, Foxtel, I think it's on Foxtel, might be on other channels, but I was, I've always marvelled at the ribs and the brisket and all the different things, pork, beef, chicken, that they'd be able to produce with that amazing smoke and barbecue flavour. And the Ironwood put those tools right at my fingertips. Now, this is a, a grill that has a, a it's a wood pellet grill so the, there's a little hopper on the right hand side that is filled with all the wood pellets and who knew I didn't know there's all different flavors of wood pellets I thought it was a wood pellet to wood pellet but apparently there's eight different flavors the Traeger offers including hickory and mesquite and apple and cherry and all these different flavors 
and the, so the wood pellets go in the hopper on the right hand side. And if you even if you wanted, I'm thinking, what about if I change my wine? I want different flavored wood, the wood pellets. There is a trap door that allows you to empty the hopper into a container in case you want to use different wood pellets in in the hopper as well. So that's that's convenient. Now it is all driven through the system on board. So there there is the there's the Wi-Fi technology, which is their name for Wi-Fi. There's also the Traeger D2 Direct Drive. So this is a control panel on the front that allows the the grill to control, maintain consistent temperatures, no matter what weather conditions. Uh, it's also powered by electricity, so don't think you need a gas bottle. This is electric-powered, and then there is a, a drive inside that then fires up, ignites uh, ignites the pellets, and then keeps that keeps the, the heat and, and smoke circulating within the unit itself to give it the heat, but also to put the in, in, in to put the smoke flavour through the meat as well. Uh, and I've got to say, I've cooked three times on this thing. I'm a big rib fan, so I've cooked ribs three times. And I was really happy with the result each time. I, I uh, And so was my family. They all devoured the ribs that I created. First time out, I had a crack at beef ribs. And the process here is that these cooks take several hours. Like the beef ribs took five hours. The pork that I cooked this week, pork ribs also five hours. But the beauty of this is it's got, it's got Wi-Fi. So you you don't have to be in front of the grill to check it. You can check it through the app on your smartphone, Android or, or iPhone. So you can see the current temperature that you set at. You can see the state of your timer, so how long you got to go before you got to make a change or add some sauce or whatever you need to do. You can also see the temperature if the, if you've got a meat probe inside. This also has a meat probe, so there's a little, looks like a headphone jack on the front. You connect that, and in through the side portal, you can then feed the meat probe into the meat, and that way that gives you the internal the internal temperature of the meat. In the case of my pork ribs, they said it was 205 degrees Fahrenheit should be the internal temperature. That, that way you know they're done. And that figure as well, I could read through the app, the Traeger app, whether I was in the house or out or anywhere. It allowed me to monitor and control the whole thing. So that was... Uh, that was uh, Fantastic companion app. Companion app, by the way, also has hundreds, if not thousands, of recipes. So whether you want to cook beef or poultry or or pork, whatever you want to cook, whether it's vegetables, chicken, uh, cocktails, they even say you can put in there, but you know, pastries. There's all sorts of things you can cook inside this unit. So the Ironwood 885, for a novice like me, turned me into a pitmaster of sorts. I'm not saying I'm a master, but I've, I've put it this way. My family devoured the food I cooked for them on the on the Traeger. And so that that's makes me feel good. It also, it, I was a little intimidated at first thinking, how the hell am I going to do this? But it's all there. It's pretty easy. It, and the, the recipes in the app are very simple, very easy to follow. It gives you all the instructions. There's videos you can watch as well. If you can, if you favor, there's all different chefs and cooks that you can, if, once, if you have favorite, you'll never miss a new recipe if they upload it as well. So all of that is right there in your hand at your fingertips. And so this this the unit it's on, it's on wheels it's uh, I think it measures it's 1.15 meters tall 1.35 meters wide and 66 centimeters deep. So it's not massive it's about the size of a regular barbecue. But the difference here a lot of people think of barbecue they think you know hot plate and all that. 
this isn't a hot plate. This is a smoker. So it has, it creates the heat in the chamber for you to so infuse the smoke in your meat, but also cook over over time. Like depending on what you're cooking, like chicken could cook as quickly as thirty minutes, or pork ribs as as quickly as three hours. So they're all different cook lengths depending on how you want to cook it and what you're doing with it. So I learned pretty quickly that the, you know, there's a preparation involved. There's rub. There's sauces. Uh, the, in the pork I cooked yesterday, I, I took them out over after three hours and put them in, wrapped them in alfoil with uh, brown sugar and butter and apple juice to sort of create that nice flavor and caramelization. Put them back inside the grill for another 90 minutes with the with the in the in the foil as well, and sourced them at the end. Just was was absolutely brilliant, and it was all thanks to the ease of use of of the Traeger. Uh, the the whole process. So it starts by you set your you preheat it to a certain temperature. Once it's on, and it, don't forget it's powered by electricity, so there's no need for a gas bottle, nothing like that. Turn it on. Uh, you set your, your your preheat temperature. Then you ignite the smoker. So it creates the auger, I think it's called, is the, the unit that creates the spark and then and fires up the wood pellets and creates the heat and smoke. That is, uh, that's fired up. That takes a few minutes to reach its pre, your preset temperature. And then you uh, put, in, put in your ribs or your brisket or whatever, your chicken or whatever you happen to be cooking, and in it goes. There's two shelves. So there's a quite a bit to fit in there. You can fit in a lot of food. They're, they're saying you can fit up to like seven racks of ribs or, or three pork butts or ten, three different briskets, whatever you happen to be cooking. So there's a lot of room in there. There's two shelves uh, and it is everything cooks pretty evenly. It's, it's got a downdraft exhaust system that creates these channels of heat and smoke that apparently cooks your food up to 20% faster. So I found the Traeger Ironwood 885. It really uh, it, it made my dream a reality of becoming a, a, a barbecuer. And it's become a hobby of mine now. I think this is my new hobby. I've got different cookbooks and uh, I've got everything going on and the convenience of having it all in the app, uh, controlled all through the app, is a massive bonus as well. Just made things a bit easier for me. I think uh, uh, other other smokers, I'm not sure whether they have this kind of wire for wireless convenience, but uh, with with the Traeger Ironwood 885, it really was an easy process, step by step. I've got photos. It's going to make you hungry. I'm going to tell you now. Have a look on Tech Guide. There's pictures of my three cooks. The first cook was beef ribs. The second cook was pork ribs. Cook three was pork ribs, but cooked a different way. I've also got a video on there, so please watch my video. That's the watching it in action, watching my cook in action. The Traeger Ironwood 885 with Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi on board. Don't forget that. And look, the result speaks for itself. Uh, there were all there were, there were, all that was left after the cook were bones. My family loved them, as did I. The Ironwood uh, 885 from Traeger. A amazing smoker and grill and my full review and video, you can see that at techguide.com.au. It's maybe hungry talking about the Traeger. I'm gonna have to have some something to eat after this. Uh, but moving on, let's let's change gears. We're gonna talk about the Bose Quiet Comfort 45 headphones. And look, I, there's no secret of the fact I'm a big Bose fan. I've always been a fan of the the QC35s, which I was still using up until the release of the the 45s. These are kind of the they're they're the, the bread and butter. I call them headphones for for Bose. These are the they these are the ones the daily warriors. These are the ones that are out there that are used on planes and public transport. This is the product Bose's signature product, the QC45s. 
just been released and somehow they've made better noise cancellation, better audio. So I think that and and worthy worthy of their four hundred ninety nine dollar price tag, which happens to be now the same price as the Bose seven hundred headphones. There, I think they've come down in price. They were five nine nine. They're now four nine nine. But the Bose seven hundred headphones, which I've reviewed, they're a bit bigger, a bit fancier, and. Look, I think audio-wise, probably on par with the QC45. So they're both excellent. But the QC45 is, to me, sort of more your daily driver. This is what you use every day. Your 700s are sort of more your your casual listening and sort of at home, and they're not your road warriors like the QC45s are. That's how I view them anyway. But QC45s really deliver, and it's in the name. The name of these headphones says it all, quiet and comfort. Quiet, amazing, br- brilliant, active noise cancellation. Uh, Bose has always, in my mind, led the field here when it comes to noise cancellation. Really come up with a, with a great noise cancellation in the, with these particular headphones as well. Uh, the act, Their acoustic noise cancellation technology, they call it, that's been developed. 50 years of research has gone into this. So what they do, they've got these microscopic microphones on the outside of the ear cups and one inside picks up ambient sound and then generates the opposite signal. So that brings you know, up the almost the best level of noise cancellation or among the best levels in my to my ears anyway. And uh, it was not only just as good as the 35s, but I think slightly better. I think it's... Uh, I can remember back in the day, you walk into a, on, on a flight and, and every second passenger had the QC35s ready to go. These are the new standards now I think they're going to be moving up to because uh, you're, in, you're on a flight, you don't want to hear the engines, you don't want to hear any other noises, you just want to enjoy what you're listening to or what you're watching. Uh, I, you, probably if you're plugged into the, uh, the, the entertainment unit on, on, the, on the aircraft, which I'll be in January, by the way. I'm going out to the Consumer Electronics Show. I will be in Vegas for that leaving early January. So um, I'm going to have these ready. I'm going to be dusting these off. Not dusted off. I'll use them every day. So there'll be no dust on them, but they will be by my side. Now on the, this, I talked about quiet uh, and we've also have uh, comfort. We'll talk about in a minute, but the, the difference with the QC 35s and 45s is the aware mode. So yes, there's the quiet mode, which is noise cancelling, but there's also an aware mode, which is easy to toggle between these two these two modes. Aware mode, as its name suggests, is where you can all the outside microphones are now turned on for you to hear the outside world without having to take the headphones off. So if you maybe want to walk up to a counter and order a coffee or some lunch or someone comes up to you, you want to talk to them and you don't want to take the headphones off, you can just click to the aware mode and then you can hear as better, as good as you would be even without wearing the headphones. So it does give you that option as well. Now on the comfort side, of course, quiet and comfort. The comfort side, there's soft, soft... Uh, material, it's not it's not leather, it's synthetic leather they're calling it, but it still feels really plush under the ear cups, on the headband. So comfort is, you'll be wearing this on the entire flight from Sydney to London and not a problem. They're quite comfortable. They don't have the same force, what they call the the clamp force. So a lot of headphones have this clamp force, so they're really tight on your ears. This doesn't have quite the the tightness as other headphones have with their clamp tightness. So uh, they've taken that into consideration as well. Now, of course, on the audio side, look, we didn't expect anything less but brilliant acoustics here, brilliant audio, and the triport acoustic architecture, Active EQ, all delivers that. So the highs and lows and mids, they're all great. Nice level of bass. If, if you're a big bass lover, 
Bose is not your brand. Bose is a very subtle with their bass. They're, they're not a very street brand when it comes to just smashing the bass. It's very uh, it, it's very conservative with the bass. Not bad. It's still good, but not as over the top as some other brands. There's also a fourth microphone to isolate and focus on your voice if you happen to be on a call as well, by the way. So if you're calling through the headphones, you're in luck because you're going to get a lot of quality there as well. Uh, one thing I'll say, though, the um, there is a companion app, and it's basically the only good it does is helping identify your headphones. The, okay, you've connected. Uh, you can play your audio through it, but you can't. there's no EQ. You can't have any preset equalizers. Really, not, you can't even control the level of noise cancellation as well. You can just toggle between aware mode and, and, and quiet mode, but you can do that with a button on the headphone. So, you know, I hate to say it, the app is pretty much useless. It doesn't really do much. It doesn't offer anything but a little bit of convenience, but uh, nothing you can't, that can't be achieved on the headphones themselves. Uh, on the battery side, this is impressive too. Up to 24 hours of playback on a single charge, which is pretty solid. Um, and that means you can it's an entire flight where you don't have to worry about charging. You're not going to run out of battery. And when it is time to charge uh, via the included USB-C cable, you can go to full charge in just two and a half hours. Uh, and if you need a quick charge, 15 minutes will give you enough juice for three hours of listening time. That's pretty cool. Imagine picking them up and they're dead. 15-minute charge, three hours listening time. Not bad at all. The Bose QC45 headphones available now, priced at $499. And if you want to read our complete review, check that out at techguide.com.au. Still on audio, and we're talking speakers this time, and from an Australian company, no less, the Blue Ant X4 speakers. Now, you may have heard last year where we reviewed the X5 speaker. This is the X4's big brother, and it is a bigger speaker, but the X4, while being smaller, still packs a punch. This is a $299 speaker, so a lot of bang for your buck you're getting here. The company said that pound for pound the best speaker it has ever created. And it's $299. Also comes with a microphone, by the way. So if you fancy yourself as a singer or you want to use it as a PA system or speeches at a party, boom, micro, microphone there, ready to rock and roll. But what what's happened, the X4 is kind of like a miniature, not miniature, like a slightly smaller version of the X5, but still has a lot of the same features, including the same intelligent lighting system on the front. So the lights change and pulse to the music. There's five different light modes to choose from, by the way. So you can, or you can turn it off altogether if you don't want to don't want to have the lights on. Uh, that's your choice. Lights on, lights off. It's a choice for everybody. Also on board the Blue Ant is the, I love the name of there. This is patented, right? What this feature is called. Patented. It's called Psycho Acoustic Bass Extension. So, Bass is pretty good, not pretty good, it's bloody excellent uh, on the X4 as well. It weighs 2.6 kilos. So this is a speaker that's meant to go places. It's 24 centimetres by 23 by 26. There's a handle on the back and 2.6 kilos, it's not very heavy at all. Really good size, really good shape, so it can fit on a shelf, can fit on the floor, in the corner, in the boot of your car, wherever you need it, wherever the party is, you can get the X4 there. has an IP54 rating, so it's splash-proof, uh, and so if you have it near the pool, whatever, splash proof, so you can confidently use it outdoors. Comes in a black, teal, pink, white, and purple. So plenty of colors to choose from as well. Uh, and all the microphones match, by the way. They match the color that you choose. 
comes with that with the XLR cable as well, like dedicated microphone volume, echo effect controls. So if you want to have a sing, go for your life. If you want a mini PA system to make your speech or an announcement at a meeting, whatever, that'll do the trick as well. But here's the thing that a lot of Blue Ant fans like, and this feature is applies to the X4 as well. And this is the ability to pair the X4 with up to 100 other X4 speakers. We had we paired them to three speakers. We had three of these, and we it was like we could we could have a concert with the kind of uh, audio that we were putting out there. So uh, that was very very impressive. And how it works, it kind of has a, the the first speaker, it line of sight to the nearby speakers, but the first speaker connected to Bluetooth. That's what they call the Queen Bee. That's the the one that controls everything. So whatever you're paired to that speaker will then go to all the other speakers that are within line of sight and connected via Bluetooth. So uh, quite a noise you can make with up to 100 of these together. So look, if your mates have them, imagine that. Say you and three of your mates, four of your mates, however many mates you have, has an X4. If you get together, just say, bring your X4. We're going to put them together. We're going to blast the joint. And that that's possible using the Blue Ant X4. And I don't know about you, but I'd be t- taking mine straight to that party. That would be pretty cool. And then you can take turns choosing the music because the first one paired to Bluetooth, so that's the queen bee of the setup, boom, you can be playing to that. I think it would be the life of the party. The Blue Ant X4 is available now from the Blue Ant website and also from selected Telstra stores. Priced at two hundred and ninety-nine bucks, we're talking fifty watts of power. Connect up to hundred X4 speakers. Bass boost function weighs just two point six kilos. Microphone twelve hours of playtime. I should have mentioned that. That's a pretty long time, and you can also have it on continuous play if it's connected to the power point. There is an AC charger. There are two EQ modes: IP54 splash proof, uh, psycho acoustic bass extension. Love that name and Bluetooth 5.0, and black, white, teal, pink, or purple for your colors. The Blue Ant X4, if you want to check it out for yourself, it's at techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Is your Wi-Fi struggling to keep up with your streaming, work, gaming, video calling, and more? And what happens if you're doing all of that at once? When you're connected to your world by Wi-Fi, be sure it's the best. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is the best and latest in Wi-Fi. It covers your entire home with the fastest Wi-Fi for uninterrupted streaming, video calling and working and learning from home on more devices than ever before in any part of the house. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Are you ready for the best Wi-Fi ever? Find out more at netgear.com.au slash best Wi-Fi. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk is brought to you by our good mates at Belkin. So whether you're after a cable, a charger, a a power pack, a a power bank, uh, they've got also a lot of MagSafe products. Check it out, belkin.com forward slash au. Now, a couple of things we're going to talk about here. First of all, I get, a lot, I get asked a lot by people who are connecting smart devices to their home, and they're asking, oh, can we do it to the 5 gigahertz um, rather than the 2.4 gigahertz? 
um, mode as well, or, or are you? Are we stuck? Well, they only work on the two point four network because that's the frequency required by these smart devices. A lot of people say, "Well, how do I find the two point four gigahertz network?" Well, two point four gigahertz network, uh, the, the the that side of your network is normally on the edges of your network. Like two point four is everywhere, but it has further range than five gigahertz. So if you're pairing, say you're pairing a, a smart light or a switch, go to where you would find the the edge of your network. So maybe sort of the one corner of your house or just outside, just in that region. That tends to be where 2.4 will be the default. So that's where it'll be easier to pair that particular product. If you're right next to your modem, the the network's going to offer you the best, the, the fastest uh, flavor of the network, which will be the five five gigahertz network. So, try to take it out to the edge. If look, even better is if you can distinguish between the two. If you name them different names, there's two dual bands, different bands there. If you can name them differently, then it makes it easier. But if you haven't, if it doesn't allow you to do that, then take it more to the edge of your network, which has where the range of the two point four will be probably uh, the the probably the default. On that in that particular part of your network, just a little tip, just a little trick for you there. Um, I had another question about a, um, a portable home phone, and the thing with with cordless phones, and I do get a lot of older readers and listeners asking me this. They they they're on the NBN. The only way they can get the uh, uh, landline is with through the NBN. Uh, thing is that the phone has to be connected to the modem. Now a lot of them say, look, the modem's not in the right place. I don't want to have my phone right there. What do I do? Well. The thing, the thing with a, there's no, I, I don't know of a way to connect a cordless phone with more than one handset. One of them needs to be hardwired to the modem. Now you can either get a longer cable so that the the base station with an answering machine possibly is closer to where you want it, or have a multi setup so the base station is hardwired to your modem and have other satellite phones. You can get up to four different phones. And all they require is electricity. So you connect them to power, they will beam back, they'll connect to the base station wirelessly in the house. So that way you can still have that one of the phones where you want it as long as you're a power point. So Bob's your uncle. You know, you're not locked into having a phone right next to the modem all the time. If you've got a multiple handset cordless phone, then have a base station closer to where you're going to need it most. So like one in your lounge room, maybe one in your bedroom, and leave the one, the main one, that has to be connected via wirelessly connected to the modem, leave that near the modem and use the other ones. So, yeah, I know a lot of people still use landlines, myself included. I do a lot of radio, and the radio would prefer if I've got a landline rather than a mobile number most times. So, uh, yeah, important information for you there. And that is full time on episode 478 of the Tech Guide podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you need to find out about anything, you can go, of course, to techguide.com.au. Everything we've spoken about on the show can be found at techguide.com.au. And please get in touch. If you do want to get in touch, send us an email, info at techguide.com.au, or click on the Ask Stephen icon on the side right-hand side of the page. That will have the same effect. It will get an email to me.
We'd also want to thank our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Remember, there's a discount there if you use the Tech Guide code. Check out that information on Tech Guide. Please support the sponsors that support the Tech Guide podcast. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. 